Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Once in a while, you got to take the bully, pull him up by their shirt, Pull them up to your face and say, this is a reality. This is life. I'm going to clear things up for you. Welcome to the very first official episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. The bad bitch quote of the episode is from none other than Don Caroline Manzo, the former Real Housewife of New Jersey. She went on her son Albie's podcast. It's called Dear Albie. Um, and she wanted to address the allegations that had been made against her by none other than Teresa Giudice. Um she and Joe were on their, they had a Bravo special after Joe had recently gotten released from his prison sentence and whisked off to Italy. So he was um, reporting live via Skype. And um, yeah, basically they were just like talking. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure a bunch of podcasts have other talk about, have talked about it, but I would recommend it because I think it really gives some insight into, I think, what we're going to get this upcoming season of New Jersey from Teresa. And I'm actually really excited. Teresa, uh, Jersey is not my favorite franchise by a long shot. Actually, I think it's like the second worst to Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to the season because I think we're going to get a, a different, um, different bitch flower, if you will, is going to bloom from Teresa. And I'm here for it because you guys, uh, Teresa's stupid. (laughs) Let's just be honest. She's a dumb woman, but she's also an angry woman. And those two things 
when they come together the right way, it's like a spicy meatball of drama. And I'm here for it. Anyway, during the special, um, they Andy played a clip in which Caroline pretty accurately predicted the future in terms of Joe and Teresa's um, reality now, which is basically that she said that Joe would go away and that in that time, Teresa would have to be an in- become independent and she would resent Joe and eventually leave him. Basically, that's what we're seeing now. Um, interestingly enough, after they played the clip, Teresa's response was like very strange. She not only alleged that Caroline had possibly ratted them out to the feds, um, but she also said that like, here's just a short quote of what she said. It's it's so sad because she lives that crooked life. I've never lived that crooked life, but I guess she has baby, honey, your soon to be ex-husband is in Italy because he got kicked out of the country for doing illegal stuff while not being a citizen. He did move here when he was a child, but he never went through the paperwork of getting his citizenship, I guess, because he was too busy forging documents and, um, you know, using his brother's license. Um, But that's another story for another day. Like I said, I definitely, Jersey's low on my list of franchises, but I am getting excited about it. I'm I'm happy for there to be more drama aside from Margaret. Margaret's the queen of the show. I mean, Teresa's like the matriarch and Melissa, blah, blah, blah. But like, whatever. Margaret's the star of the show. She's been carrying that show since she got on. When she pushed Danielle Staub's husband, now ex-husband, into the pool, it was iconic. When she told... Danielle, (laughs) the reunion that she was always going to be that Beverly because Danielle's real name is Beverly, by the way, that she was always going to be that Beverly inside, no matter what she did, like iconic. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm tired of Dolores and Frank's like, will they, won't they storyline? I, you know, Jennifer who Jackie, why, Melissa, like, you guys, Melissa's storyline last year was that a psychic told her that her late father had sired another daughter. And she was, like, kind of looking for her. But, like, what the fuck are you going to tell a detective? Like, my psychic said that my dad's a cheater. (laughs) Like, what are you going to do with that? Like, can you go on Ancestry.com for that? Is there a different website for, like, dead dads who have been philanderers? I, I don't know. Ugh, anyway. Um, I, you know, and, and then it's just, like, Joe is, Joe Gorg is horny all the time. And, like, I just can't with that man. So, I don't even know. If, is anybody else in the cast? I'm not even going to look it up. I don't care. Anyway, we're going into the next one. <laughs> um... I just had a, I just saw online that Tinsley of the Real Housewives of New York is now back with her schlubby little boyfriend, Scott Coupon King Cluth. And do we believe the stories that are coming out from that? That one, they're back together. That two, the big story in page six is that she has basically 
you know, the Housewives of New York are filming right now and that Tinsley has basically left and been whisked off to Chicago and is not filming anymore. But three, the other side note to that is that Tinsley is going to be kind of heading up the new Real Housewives of Chicago franchise. Do we believe any of that? I feel like I believe one of those things, which is that Tinsley would leave New York in a heartbeat for a man. Would she go to Chicago? I don't know. I feel like I don't think that Tinsley has what it takes to carry a franchise. I don't think that she's in Chicago enough for me to believe that she has these like close friends outside of Scott, these like close, powerful, rich women friends. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need Tinsley in New York. I think she works well as like the bratty little spoiled sister. And, but maybe she's tired of that. I don't know. And like, why haven't we gotten a real housewife of Chicago? What's the deal with that? Andy Cohen hit me up. Anyway, I'm just flipping around here. I, you guys, like I said, you all know me. I used to have a Kardashian podcast, but now I'm like so excited to be able to talk about these other shows because I'm like very invested. And this next show was like, well, the next two shows that I'm going to be talking about are like, but speaking of couples who have to travel long distances to be in relationships with each other, despite the fact that they probably aren't really actually in love. My, one of my top, top shows is coming back. And by back, I mean, they're always around. You guys, if there's three things that we can count on in this world, it's that death, taxes, and a new 90 Day Fiance season is about to come on. (laughs) We're um, heading into season seven. I'm very excited, even though I'm going to be missing Zied and Rebecca's, like, you know, can you just smell the leather when I say Zied and Rebecca? They're matching <laughs> fake, it's got to be fake leather, right? Matching um, pleather jackets. I, I'm i going to miss Caesar and his delusions and those almost certainly stale chocolate panties. We have new couples with the exception of Angela and Michael who are she's my queen um but honestly she's got like five more times to say the phrase toe to baby before i lose it (laughs) with that being said i mean i i don't really have much to talk about i'm really excited um because it hasn't aired yet um but yeah i will be recapping it and so get ready for that okay so i have a theory that reality tv's three greatest shows that are not on Bravo. It's a trifecta of like relationship based shows. So 90 day fiance married at first sight. And this, the redheaded stepchild I have to say is love after lockup. You guys, I have loved the show from the second it came on. I think that this season it has, I mean, I can't just, I can't say devolves because we're starting at ground zero (laughs) to begin with, but I think it has evolved from mess to just utter trash, but like in a great way. (laughs) Um, We're basically at the end of the season, but I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on the couples um, so far. I'm going to start with Andrea and LaMondre because let's be real. They're like, they're the least interesting by far and they haven't been on the show in a few episodes. Um, I, don't really know what else there is to say aside from the fact that like 
look, I don't know much, but I do know that I probably wouldn't be admitting that my jailed fiance has been financially providing for me and my unsuccessful Instagram boutique sunglass company. It seems very sketchy. I don't know what they could be put in jail for, but you know what? Joe and Teresa happens to everybody, you guys. Um, Angela and Tony, we saw glimpses of Angela and Tony's story in previous seasons from, you know, Tony being horny on the speakerphone while Angela tried some baked chicken for their potential wedding food, um, for Angela more than once, like roaming around a Greyhound parking lot, asking black men if they're her very clearly white fiance, um, <laughs> the show is so extra, but now we've seen the highs and lows. We've really gotten some insight into the relationship from the you know hour and a half that they spent at Chili's or wherever the fuck they went before he had to go to the halfway house from jail um, to Angela running up on the laundry lady at the motel that Tony worked at to basically like try to beat her up. <laughs> What a great scene. Um, but yeah, Tony quickly went to jail right after being released. She is a mental health professional, which is wild because she keeps allowing herself to be swindled by a very stupid inmate who only has to say, like, I love you in order to get like 60 bucks for ramen noodles. I just think that Angela needs to get a grip I think she needs to realize that, you know, life isn't always what we expect it to be. The men or the women that we choose to spend our lives with might not be the type that you imagine yourself to be with. But sometimes we need to look around us and know that, like, the love, all the love that we need is sometimes always there. And all the love that Angela needs is a full pack of Virginia Slims. And some French tips. And I just wish that she would learn to be happy with that, you know? (sighs) Anyway, Lizzie and Daniel (laughs) are, like, they are the epitome of, like, young, chaotic love. I guarantee you they have referred to themselves as Bonnie and Clyde at some point without really knowing the historical reference of that. Basically, Lizzie and Daniel were together for a week before Daniel got locked up for, like, drinking or something <laughs> a few years ago. And I think there's some drug possession, but you know, whatever. Um, Lizzie has had never visited Daniel in like the two and a half years that he was in jail. And so they're like basically running on a weak relationship and he is now fully moved in with her. Um, and they're like trying this full on full force relationship They're both in their early 20s. I think they're like 22 and 24. So I'm trying to give them a bit of grace. But like Lizzie was trying to have a baby with a child while she is still in school. Her boyfriend is freshly out of jail, does not have any sort of degree or license or anything. And she is, has the nerve to say, I thought we were planning on having a baby in six months. You guys live in a basement apartment in, like, wherever the fuck Colorado, which, like, 
fine, <laughs> but like you're living off of one person's like you're living, you're expecting to raise a family off of like a part-time Starbucks hourly wage. Like these people are so delusional. I, 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 I can't <laughs> speaking of delusional. We're going on to Cheryl and Josh, like Cheryl's a mess. We all know a Cheryl. We all know Cheryl and and a Josh, really. Let's just remind ourselves that, like, Cheryl left the children that she did have with her parents for, like, a month or two or three or whenever Josh can get off of his tether. We don't know. Um, She's spending her days at a motel with Josh until he can, until he has to go back home for his curfew. She and Josh's mom are in a beef because... (laughs) Josh's mom thinks that Cheryl tried to sleep with her boyfriend. I'm sneezing because I'm allergic to all of this bullshit, you guys. <laughs> um, but basically, like, we we all know these types of people. Cheryl is a woman who loves Kid Rock, you know, she's a woman who is constantly biting her nails. Her cuticles are a wreck. She is a woman who's going to shop in the junior section of Kohl's until the day she dies, you know? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cheryl always smells like cigarettes, although you never really see her smoking them. You, you get what I mean? She's the kind of girlfriend who literally will make you leave your own party because she cannot stand that you have more attention, that you're taking any attention away from her. She is so crazy. Josh is the kind of guy that, like, freshman year of high school wear those, like, oversized, like, <laughs> those oversized sweater vests and, like, Wrangler jeans. But he also, like, did whippets in high school. You know? You know what I mean? And then, like, he ended up, like, graduating or, like, left at 16 or 17 and just kind of, like, did his own thing beyond then. Anyway, Josh um, tried to rob a bank in the year of our Lord 2016 with all of his technology. 
he robbed a bank with a wig on his head. <sighs> okay, so basically, Cheryl and Josh are doomed because Cheryl's life is always going to be filled with drama. It's going to be filled with her crying uncontrollably. It's going to be filled with her accusing any man she's with of cheating on her for even looking at another woman for more than a second and a half. Like they're doomed, but like, I'm, I'm here for it. Cheryl's life will never know peace. And I want her on television because of it. Um, next we have one of the craziest, like most complicated relationships I've seen on the show. And that's really saying a lot. Vince and Amber, do you guys know that meme of like the two Spider-Men and they're like pointing at each other? That's them. You guys, Amber's a lesbian. Amber is a full-on lesbian. She has a wife. If you want to call her a prison wife, that's fine because she is in prison. But that's your woman. The woman is named Puppy. (sighs) Amber is now paroled out to live with Puppy's mother in Georgia. Where dreams come true. And I can say that because I'm from there. (laughs) But basically... Even if Amber was not a lesbian, she wouldn't be attracted to Vince. Vince is a guy who looks and acts like he's, like, fighting through an active concussion. Like, he just left Dr. Conrad Murray's office for the Michael Jackson special. Like, he's always sweating. And he's, like, in good shape. Like, I don't know. He Like, his skin is always moist. His shirts are always, like, you know, like stuck to his back with sweat. He's so weird. The eyebrows. What is that? Oh, and another thing is that he tries to adopt adults for money because record scratch, we find out that Vince tried to, well, successfully adopted Amber's girlfriend slash prison wife Vince is a a military man. He's former military. He got the harebrained idea to adopt Amber and puppy in order to get an extra $500 a month. Um, And he claims that he was going to give it to them. Now this is going to come back later. Okay. So she, Amber has convinced herself that Vince is a bad guy. And you know how you know something is really good? You know how a story is really juicy in a reality TV show? Is that they will put a timestamp. We are now, I don't know how many episodes into the season. We're literally almost at the end. They're showing a timestamp of Amber and Vince's relationship. And it's only been five days (laughs) since Amber has left prison. Since then, she is accused Vince of cheating on her, of being a fraud, of being like, like trying to scam her somehow. And it's only been five days, you guys. So she gets, Amber gets a phone call from her wife, Puppy. Puppy's still in jail. I cannot even believe these words are coming out in this sequence, but you know, basically we find out that Vince convinced Amber to that puppy and Amber are in the scheme that Amber will marry Vince for money and that she is going to leave. Amber will leave with puppy and then they're going to go off to live their lives. Basically Amber tells us that she thought that it would be a good idea to marry Vince because Vince convinced her 
that he had some sort of invention that was going to revolutionize the medical field and that this is how he was going to make his money. She is acting like she's so smart. Like they were going to con him. And like, you thought this guy who's trying to adopt full on adults for $500 a month is somehow the inventor of this great medical marvel of the future. Sweetie. <laughs> I, I, it's, I cannot believe this. The really sad thing is that like, this is clearly something that she felt like she had to do because the criminal justice system is like fucked. We all know this, but their story is still very, very wild. My favorite couple is actually Glorietta and Alex. They don't make any kind of sense. Glorietta met Alex through her, I think either her cousin or her brother who was also in jail with Alex. Alex is in jail for like, I assume his goatee. I don't know. He's like five, three. He's just the type of guy that you would like see who would like still try to hit on girls at the mall and be like, Oh damn, mom, you looking good. Like, what are you doing? He's white by the way. Damn, are you looking good? Like, what are you doing after this? And you're like, I'm going home and you're going to finish your shift at GameStop. Like, leave me alone, sir. Um, can anybody also like, he's got these two teardrop tattoos coming out of his mouth. Like, I know that when you have the teardrops under your eyes, it usually means some like gang shit. Like you killed somebody, but like, it just looks like he's got jizz coming out of his mouth. And I can't imagine that there wasn't some foresight on that. So like if anybody could give me some like information as to why you would do something like that. I I don't know. Anyway, Glorietta is an idiot through and through. She's like one of those people that like, have you ever watched like, I think Jimmy Kimmel does this where they'll like go out and interview people on the street. And those people like don't seem to know who the president is or like how to pick out America on a map. Like Gloria is one of those people, like the people that you think are fake, but she's actually like, she literally doesn't know anything. It is wild to me. But Anyway, I'm rooting for them more than anybody. Of course, Alex has an ex-girlfriend on the side who is actually stunning. She is so gorgeous. Um, But anyway, I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for their drama. Glorietta's mother is another mess. They both have talking these like baby voices and there are a lot of dogs and a lot of like... um, like eyeshadow happening, a lot of silver. And so I just love seeing Gloria on my TV. I never know what she's talking about because she's an idiot, but I want more of it. Um, the last couple we have are, well, Thruple, I guess would be Lacey, John and Shane, a love triangle for the ages. Wow. Your fave could never. Lacey is engaged to John, a guy that she's known since high school and could possibly be the father to her child, Marlo, but like she doesn't know, whatever. She'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> Basically, when we meet Lacey, he, it, John is like a couple weeks out from prison and he plans on paroling at her home. This is all well and good. They're engaged, happy, blah, 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 except for... Um, here comes Lacey showing up at another jail to pick up her other boyfriend named Shane, who is 21 years old. He, (sighs) okay. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> I don't know how to explain Shane. He like... Okay, so if he's 21... He was born in like 97, 98, but he also looks like, like an Encino man situation. Like he looks like he was frozen in 1998 and came out to thaw and is like back in 2019. Like he's got two, a double eyebrow piercing and like a Caesar haircut. Like he legit looks like one of the dudes from 98 degrees, like, like the ugly one. Well, like the really ugly one in 98 degrees because slim pickings in that group, you know? Um, the thing is that like Shane seems to be smarter than everybody, which like really isn't saying a lot, but like a little goes a long way with Lacey. And I'm actually like, <laughs> I hate to say it. I'm like rooting for Shane. I'm rooting for his love. I want him to be happy. I want, you know, I want him to just like find a woman that he can smoke cigarettes indoors with and like just live a happy life. Like I want that for him, but I, I'm just very excited for the rest of the season, but we're moving on to other couples who should never, ever be in relationships again. <sighs> you guys. Many people believe that Halloween is, like, the spookiest day of the year. And by the way, why was Halloween so long this year? Like, why did we decide that Halloween was going to go from October 26th to the 31st? It was, like, the longest Halloween in recorded history. I, okay. <laughs> I think there needs to be a referendum on the next ballot that, like, if Halloween lands on a Thursday, like, we just got to push it to Friday, man. Like, just skip Thursday. We need to have an official day. Anyway, the heavens smiled upon us this Halloween and gave us a blessing in the form of Teen Mom star Janelle Evans, Rogers, Eason Evans, whatever, finally announcing her divorce from noted murderer, racist, homophobe, and general barnacle of a man, David Eason. Clearly, this is because Janelle is not on the show and she's not getting any sort of checks anymore, but, like, I'll take whatever reason she wants to give me from getting away from that monster. So she released a statement, and here's just a part of it. Um, I've mostly kept off social media the past few days because I've been focused on making some big life decisions. 
I have lived my life on camera since I was 18, excuse me, 17 years old, and a lot of it hasn't been pretty. But it's been my life. Like anyone else, I want what's best for my kids, and I want to be happy. With time away from Teen Mom, I've started to look at my life differently. <laughs> yeah, because you're poor. And I know that I need to make changes. I'm starting that now. So, like, when... Well, this is just my opinion. When we first saw David step on the show, like... I was really hopeful and encouraged. I, he seemed like Janelle's best option by far, um, given her history. He was moderately attractive. He seemed genuinely interested in her and could have really like been a good fit if he had just continued on that path. Like he was weird for sure, but like, you know, let, let's just keep it. keep it in perspective. Um, the crack started to show pretty quickly though, when it came out that he basically has a son that he has no contact with. And remember when he used to like pretty early on in their relationship, like when she would have to communicate with Nathan about Kaiser, their child, that he would, David would always be the one who communicated with Nathan. Like Janelle wasn't allowed to speak to, to Nathan. Which is weird because they're parents. Like, you guys get over it. Um, honestly, I mean, still he was better than Kiefer. <laughs> but I, controversial opinion, hot take right here. I'm going to say that I think Janelle is Kiefer's one true love, her actual soulmate. Like, even though they did heroin together and were, like, generally just, like, horrible, like, Yes, some of our greatest love stories are from people who are, like, completely strung out on drugs. You know? Take a a minute to think about it, and you'll agree with me. (laughs) Um, But basically, like... (sighs) Okay, so their news is reporting that Janelle, who normally lives in North Carolina, has flown to Tennessee with some of the kids in order to get away from David, which I think is the smartest thing I have ever heard Janelle do because I am deathly afraid of her safety, um, the children's safety, because it's been proven over and over again that David is a man who is, um, heavily equipped with weapons an arsenal of weapons beyond what anybody could possibly need and ammo. And on top of that, he is an unhinged, unwell, brainwashed, like the type of person who genuinely still believes these Facebook conspiracy theories, things like he's just not the kind of guy that you want around a gun. (laughs) And he has a volatile temper. He has notably been, you know, accused of abuse. And I just fear for, I genuinely fear for Janelle's safety when it comes to David. Um, So I'm glad that she left. And I think that she should just give David the title to their home, give him the land. It's probably sinking anyway. And like, he can get caught under there and haunt another family in 50 years, you know? Um, but I'm rooting for her. I am kind of like sickly excited for the mess that David is going to share. I mean, Janelle's nobody's angel, but, um, I would, I would, I feel like he's going to get desperate. I feel like he has no interest in working and I feel like he's going to start spilling things that he, that we haven't heard. And I think things are going to get really, really messy, but I hope honestly that Janelle has a great um, support system in 
uh, oh my God, what is her name? Barbara. And yeah, I just, I, I, I'm wishing good things for her. I'm good, wishing good things for all of us in 2020. Light a candle for Janelle. Light a candle for Jason, Kaiser, and Ensley. And let's just pray that Janelle's next boyfriend is an Elizabeth Warren supporter. Before we end, I just want to say a little something. Um, I was thinking about doing like a possibly recurring Kardashian corner where I discuss whatever's going on in their lives and they're on the show, whatever. Um, I don't really have much to say this week. However, I think it's important that we lift little Chicago West up in prayer. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that Kim released a photo shoot that she did where the family dressed up as Flintstones and apparently uh, Kanye was in a gigantic Dino costume, the big purple dinosaur, and Chicago was afraid so she couldn't take a picture with the rest of the family so she had to be photoshopped in. You can find the picture on my Twitter at EBBM Podcast or on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. But the poor child, like, please zoom in as much as you can and just take in. I've never seen a Photoshop fail this bad. (laughs) It's almost like, did they do it on purpose? I don't know. But you have to, you have to check out the picture. Her hand is clearly being held by Kim. They did not edit Kim's hand out. (laughs) She's got like half a foot. Her legs are like in the center of her body. Like it, her legs are detached from the rest of her body. It's horrendous. Her wig is like (laughs) totally shifted. It's, it's incredible. I encourage you guys to check it out, but please, I mean, I just think back to the days where North was gracing the covers of Vogue magazine at like four months old or less. And now poor Chicago baby number three is getting honestly like the Photoshop fail of 2019 coming in hot. Y'all pray for her. Pray for everybody. But Kanye, bye. All right, y'all. I have come to a close for this week, but you can follow me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at EBBM Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, any advice you'd like to give me, please hit me up at everyone's business but mine at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Um, thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you.